Welcome to Crypto Talk Radio, the podcast for everyday investors like you. Visit us on the web at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Thank you for that, Bailey, and welcome everybody out there in Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. The roller coaster ride has just begun. The roller coaster ride's not over, it just started. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, a lot happened in cryptocurrency. My name is Leister. I'm your host here. Welcome or welcome back, depending on the situation. And just up front, I want to warn you. I will apologize if my voice sounds a little bit strange. I have uh, some minor uh, mouth issues that are affecting my ability to speak and eat foods. So I can drink uh, liquids, water. Of course, that's a little bit painful, but I can do it. Uh, coffee was fine. I can, you know, take liquids all I care to. I don't have any soup. So I got to figure out what to eat. Uh, in the meanwhile, I was forced to eat the uh, mushroom parts of mushroom, <laughs> marshmallow parts of Lucky Charms. And that wasn't fun. So personal, I'm having a little issue. And I apologize if the voice sounds strange. That's why, because my tongue is not working at full capacity, but I'll get past it. This is important. A lot's going on. So we're going to talk about mainly two topics today. I planned on more, but this, I think, warranted some targeted conversations. Um, I am, I have been largely critical of some of the things I'm going to be talking about here later. And these do not, they affect the United States, but not directly. So I'm going to be talking about the downstream impacts. That's, that's what's really important, I think. And hopefully you're not affected by what's happening. Although the price market, you know, has gone catastrophically south. We've seen major dips and I think they'll recover, but these were things I warned about on CryptoTalkRadio.net. I did say if we had more of these negative catalysts, you know, that uh, something like this would happen. So I'm going to spend some time on this episode, really focusing on these. I do think it's important. Let's jump right into this business. Is it making sense yet? You know, I've said how it seems very tinfoil of me. I keep talking about how when we get these run-ups, all of a sudden something happens that kills the business. And it seems like it happens on clockwork. And the timing of it is rather predictable. And if you listen for me in a while, you know, I've, I've repeatedly said, I think that these are strategic. I think they're timed perfectly to disrupt the market, to stymie progress, to kill the business and keep cryptocurrency from going on the run that we suspect it must do. So the big news that happened, and I'll talk about the numbers now this correlates, but the big news that happened was the departure of Changpeng Zhao, CZ Binance, if you're on social media. He's out as the CEO of Binance. He positioned it as his choice. It wasn't really his choice. He was really forced to do it. But he positioned it as his choice, and he said he made some mistakes. Looking at the numbers, Coindesk.com is moving out to the month chart. Ethereum had been on a run. Ethereum had been jumping really, really well. And there was a lot of buy of the rumors sell the news behind it, but it was jumping really well. Then news came out that the SEC was going to go after Kraken, the exchange. And Kraken, same thing, unregistered securities. Do, do, do. I'm going to talk about that briefly. But the big thing that caused a major drop, we went almost as high as 2150 down now to 1935, 1932 at the low, 2000, it was run, it was running. And let's be clear, 
the bulls are still shopping. So it's not like it stopped them saying that this had an impact. But what really ultimately happened when Changping Zhao gave his announcement, it really killed the business because a lot of people on the retail side were, were afraid. They were really hesitant, nervous. They felt there's, there's a lot of this. I talked about it with that Leica garbage. There's a lot of this hero worship around cryptocurrency. And he was one that the retail side was really worshiping. And I never understood it. Worshiping this guy as he's a savior of cryptocurrency and he's this positive guy. And I, I have said on a couple episodes on CryptoTalkRadio.net that I didn't think that it was good. And I thought Binance.us is crap. I didn't think much of Binance.com. I didn't see what everybody else saw in, in CZ. I didn't understand the worship. It's almost like an Elon Musk type of worship, really unhealthy business, really cultish. So the announcement, and I'm going to dig into why I think it's really important, was accompanied by a settlement. The settlement, they, they're not going to have to dump crypto to pay it. So that's that. But I want to dig into, I'm going to ignore what he said, because all that fluff was a bunch of crap. I'm going to dig into what was stated from the Department of Justice of the United States. So apparently. There was a settlement, as I said, of financial, but also arrangements on the Binance side. What needs to happen is they have to leave the United States. That means that anybody who's trading on Binance.us may be in a little bit of issue. And I, I've said, not your keys, not your coins. Please don't leave your stuff in exchanges. Because as I said, this is something that can happen. So apparently Binance.us is not going to be a thing. They're going to be exiting the United States. They're going to be completely blocking anybody accessing Binance.com course, VPNs are a thing. I would recommend you don't do that, but it's your money. The fines are in the billions of dollars. And that's what it is. And then they're going to have an oversight assigned by the United States government to oversee all the operations for five years. FinCEN, FinCEN is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. And then OFAC, which is, I talked about before, the Office of Foreign Assets Control and the United States Treasury Department's Money Laundering and Sanctions Watchdogs. Basically, they're going to put together a force that's going to be doing some monitoring and oversight of Binance operations for the next five years as part of the settlement. And then, of course, billions of dollars paid to the United States as part of the settlement. Here's the summary of what was claimed. And because they settled, we never can know for sure. But the fact that they settled tells me there was some smoke. Allegedly. There's, okay, so there's a law called the Bank Secrecy Act. I'm not going to bore you with the details of this, but it ties into the FinCEN and the OFAC screening and money laundering. Essentially, what the United States government tries to do is always have a keen sense of where money's moving and be aware of money traffic, money laundering, back and forth, and the identities of people who are doing transactions and any sort of funding that's going towards so-called bad actors. In a generic sense, that's what all of this is around, especially when you talk to OFAC. OFAC's whole premise was the idea that United States money should not be going overseas to potentially terrorists or terrorist activities or in support of terrorist activities. Bank Secrecy Act, in a simple form, the idea is banking, I'm talking just straight fiat now, banking transactions at every level with slight exceptions, mostly on the cash side. Every transaction that you do has to be duly noted and has to be acceptable and has to be registered 
And you have to know that the person in question that's doing the transactions is not a suspected bad actor. So this ties back to then 9-11, right? Because the question was, well, how did they get the money to buy the tickets to do, to do, to do, right? And so the government has been trying to crack down on the use of United States funds to fund these. I found it ironic, of course, because, of course, we know that government money was used to fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. I digress. So all these claims are made against Binance in addition to the requirement that they leave and no longer in any way transact with the United States citizens. Now, here's what's interesting. Binance.com has always banned United States folks. I'll tell you, straight on the banner, we don't support the United States. We don't do this at all. But then they did a public announcement with reporters, and they said Binance.us is not affected by Binance's exit. This is a contradiction in terms. I, th- I suspect, <laughs> I suspect Binance.us is not long for this because although this person said Binance.us is not included, the truth is that Binance.us is, it is essentially part of Binance, even though it's not direct, it's a separate entity, a separate registered entity, and so on. And it's registered as a money source business and all. So it's, it's largely been safe from scrutiny, but you can't really, you can't really make that distinction unless if you completely decouple Binance.us from Binance in every way, as in you'd have to rebrand it, you'd have to change any sort of leadership connections. And I don't see that they're doing that. So if they don't do that, I don't see how Binance US it can continue to operate. I don't see how that can happen. This is a very, this is a signature moment in cryptocurrency because let's take, let's theorize. Let's say this is only Binance.com and not Binance.us. If it's not Binance.us, what stops CZ or anybody else from just sneaking over there to Binance.us and doing the same thing, do, 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 being a money service business, being registered, you know, a U.S. affiliate? What, what protects them from the same scrutiny and oversight? It feels like a bit of gamesmanship. And I would caution if there are people that listen to the show that are in the government space that I suspect are and are involved in this business, be careful about this whole Binance.us is not included. How can they not be? Just because they're a separate business, just because they're registered as a money service business, how can they be exempted from what you're talking about with Binance.com when Binance.com already blocked U.S. traders? Or are you referring only to the money? If you're referring only to the money, as in USD, being you can't transact any USD, that's a different conversation. But how can you do that as well? Because... Ultimately, if you do USDC, it's associated with Circle, which is a U.S. business, right? And we talked about USDT, and the government's been going after them for being insolvent. Something doesn't add up. But the fact that CZ Binance stepped down on the Binance side only seems to imply that, no, ultimately it's just Binance.com that's going to have an issue with this because they were allegedly associated with these countries like, you know, Hamas, and I think that's why it got to a head. Uh, Iraq, Syria, North Korea. Okay, let's flip this now. Let's say I'm right, and let's say this affects Binance US, and I think it has to. I can't see how it could not. Let's say it does. If it affects Binance.us, we all know what that means. If you're in Binance.us, you're screwed, just like we have a Gate.io, unless you go VPNs. I suspect... Binance.us is not long for it. 
I don't think they'll be around very long. I could be wrong. And I don't know what to think because, again, this, this, it says, it says Binance. And I think Binance, as a high-level organization, I'm not talking just .com, is doing an end run around this, which is why CZ was willing to step down when he did. Pay the money, don't need to sell any crypto because you were stacking bags, and just walk away. Here's where I'm going with this. And, and the reason I'm spending so much time on it, because it's an, I think it's an interesting conversation. Okay. In the charges now, documents were released. And allegedly, there were a number of different issues with Binance stemming back years. Okay. And they talked about how Binance had never been allowed to transact with the United States people. CZ was actually arrested in, not arrested, but he was charged, I should say, in the United States. He was charged in Seattle, which is interesting. All this is fascinating stuff. Binance allegedly, and this is in these docs, allegedly, they were they were still allowing people in the United States to do trades. I'm not really sure how that's possible unless they're, you know, using VPNs because I, I purposely tested and I saw you couldn't get in directly. Here's where it got interesting, more interesting. Allegedly, people, Binance was allowing people to get in through an API. So the web side, the website, it blocks you, says you can't get in, I see your IP, da, da, da. But they never disallowed access through their API, so custom code. So people would write APIs around it that let them trade through the exchange. Well, if you do API, essentially you're bypassing KYC, so that's number one. You're bypassing the geo-locking, that's number two. <laughs> and Binance.us was around and Binance.com would steer you over there because of the KYC and everything else, all the while never disallowing low-level code-level access to the exchange and not doing anything about the VPN users. Allegedly, there were phone calls where they knew United States people were coming in through VPN somehow, and chose not to do anything about it. Allegedly, some of these traders, I'm talking United States folks, were transacting through Binance.com and then essentially flushing the funds through, you know, like Tornado Cash or Hydra or something else, flushing the cash through to hide the fact that they were United States folks. Allegedly, if the dollar amounts were high enough and your your position was high enough and you had enough in there, they were treating you like a VIP customer, even though they knew you weren't supposed to be there because they knew, allegedly knew that you're contributing to their financial success. See how I connected that dot. All of this that was alleged is the reason SEC finally took action because if it's true, I don't know if it is, but if it's true, it says, okay, they they put the web front up there, put on a good face, but then they were allowing low-level access via code and didn't do anything to stop it. But worst, they knew that there were these very wealthy people doing that and being enriched off of it, which is why they didn't do anything to stop it. The analogy I draw to this, Bernie Madoff, when he was in jail, he was interviewed by somebody and he said, the banks had to know, they had to know this was going on. And they were enriched, yet I'm the one in jail. I paraphrase. But he says something to that effect that 
the big players have to know when these these are happening. And there's when you think technology, there's so many ways to detect when something like some misuse, quote unquote, of your platform is happening. And when it's wealthy people involved, certainly when you think of all the wealth flowing through Binance.com over the years, it's crystal clear what had to happen. Something similar in terms of Bernie Madoff that the banks, in this case, the exchange, has to know that this is happening, turns a blind eye because they're they're keeping the boat afloat, to, to use a term. So all of that putting together tells me two things. Number one, I said before, if the government wants to find you, they're going to find you. And number two, please don't keep cryptocurrency in any of these exchanges. I've said that before. Because you just don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. But I can't tell what you do with your money. I am saying you, you can't know. You can't know what's going to happen. And I also feel like many of these exchanges that are rushing towards perpetuals and futures and all this gambling, they're just making it worse on themselves before it gets easier. And I think they're, they're trying to buy time for true regulation to come in. We're not going to get there anytime soon. And so they know that they want to gamble. They want to gamble it. And the gambling is not going to stop. And it's like whack-a-mole at this point. There's tons of these rich people spinning up exchanges and it keeps on happening. Time will tell what happens with Binance.us. Allegedly, it's still a thing. I don't see how it can be because of everything that happened and the fact that at the sense, although it's a separate org, it's still associated. You still got a connection. Money could have still flowed just because they did a KYC. doesn't change anything. You still have a connection. So how can you absolve one? That gives you a, basically a loophole and maybe the government wants that. I don't know. The other big one, Kraken. Kraken.com, which is a U.S.-based exchange. And just for disclosure, I do trade Kraken for the purposes of money conversions. I don't leave anything in there. Hell no. But I do use them for money conversions because Coinbase is crap. Coin, uh, Kraken got called up on the land by the SEC, allegedly operating unregistered funds platform. So basically not a money service business, a registered money service business, and commingling of funds. Commingling of funds is very close to what happened, what Binance was alleged to do at a point, Voyager was alleged to do, Celsius was alleged to do. They all have been alleged to do the same thing, NFTX. The commingling of funds. So the simple example is this. When you put money into an exchange, it goes into what's referred to as a hot wallet on the exchange side, but it's a communal wallet. You might have seen if you do a transfer of something like, in some cases, XLM and some others, where it'll ask you for a memo. Sometimes it's required, sometimes it's not. In the times that it's required and you're going to an exchange, the memo is how the exchange can find your specific deposit because it's a, it's a secondary code that gets issued to you for the, the pool so we can find it. It's like phishing. F-I-S-H. So in this commingling of funds, everything and all the exchanges work this way, but they go in as just a pool of money and your money is mixed in with everybody else's. And then they use basically accounting to track who has what assets associated to them. There's no account for you per se. Your money is just duly noted, right? Ultimately, it's commingled with other funds. And then what happens is when there's 
trading, margin trades, or something else, they're taking from that pool. This is where the SEC starts to get a little bit involved is they see you're, you're using commingled funds to do this other business over here, and that's where we have a problem. They, they do. So that's what Kraken's being accused of now is commingling funds, and they're basically an unregistered securities business on this. And they call us specific tokens, and largely it has to do with the basically the rewards you get for offering your cryptocurrency staking, not quite full staking, but it's like you're offering it to them, which they use to then lend out all the margins. It's the same thing banks do. When you deposit your money, the interest they pay you is so that they can essentially lend it out in loans or whatever else. Crypto has turned that into their own kind of business, essentially, where they're using the funds that you give to them in certain other ways. Why the SEC got involved is because, A, if you don't register it, that's what you're doing. And B, if you don't tell the customer that you're doing that with the funds. Now, they do tell you it's buried in the terms that nobody reads, right? So the SEC gets involved because it's essentially using those assets improperly. And there's a risk because if there's major losses, those funds could be lost, right? Because your money is being used that can be lost. That's number one to the tune of, of $5 billion and possibly more. And then what made it worse is apparently, allegedly, Kraken took their own money that they had and they mixed it into this pool to kind of supplant it and allegedly start losing track of who had what assets behind the scene. Now, I didn't see any of this because, again, I just use it to convert. I don't use it. To, I would never leave anything in there. But I just watched it and said, okay, it's what it is. Kraken's pushing back. They think that it's a bunch of crap, as many of them do. And I suspect, my theory, I suspect that Kraken's going to settle just like Binance does. And we'll move on, and then they'll yank certain assets out of the exchange. I do think, though, that Coinbase and Kraken in particular are two where they have a chance to try to change the model and send a message and say, look, this is crap. It's not fair. And we're trying to just walk in and register like you say. And it's not that easy. And you keep attacking us, and sometimes we have to fight back. Are they going to win? I don't know, because if they don't have the backing of certain in, in the current administration, they certainly are not going to support them. And then maybe they're trying to buy time to hope that we get new administration in the government. Maybe. Maybe that's why they're pushing back. I don't know. But that's what the big stuff's happening on deck here. And you've heard me, man. I, I've said I didn't see a bull run. There's too much. There's too much smoke and there's too much drama. and So much drama in the LBC, you know. I just felt we've got a little bit more ways to go until we're out of it. And most importantly, I said that the current administration, as long as we have them in, it wasn't going to be an easy road. And I maintain that. I don't think that we're ever going to be confident in what we're doing and where we're going and why, as long as we have the current administration in place. I think we just, we have to buy some more time, really. You know, the current people that are fighting cryptocurrency they're only doing it because they know that cryptocurrency itself lends itself to singular wealth. The idea that you can change your life and be ahead. And if you think of all the tax laws changing, and there's another fiasco with that, that I'm not going to talk about here. I'll talk about it on casual next week. But when you think about the tax changes, they're, they're going after wealth as much as they can because they want to constrain who can be wealthy. Meanwhile, they're wealthy all you care. They don't want the regular people to be wealthy. 
So they go after it either with this regulation by enforcement stuff or tax law changes stuff or print and print and print and print, which does what? Raise prices. Hopefully it's clear. As I say, this is an obvious, obvious attack on certainly the middle class. Absolutely. But I think it's an attack larger. I think it's an attack large scale of just everybody. They don't want you to have anything that they don't provide because, and I'll close, because certain of the younger population don't understand why it's dangerous to want the government to take care of you because they're going to take from you in exchange. Cryptocurrency is one of the few opportunities to decouple from that dependency. But it depends on people. You can't have children saying Keck and Jeet and whatever, Maxi based, all this garbage. You got to treat it like serious investments. Second, you have to get away from the gambling aspect of it. And I know that people would argue, well, the stock market lets you do it. Yeah, it does. And as a result of it, we have crashes pretty much every nine years. So if we don't like that, maybe we should change it. This is my stance anyway. Because what I saw here with Binance and to a lesser degree Kraken tells me we still got a long way to go in cryptocurrency. And until we are in a world where you can transact it, any cryptocurrency through your local bank, it's never going to be really accepted, right? All we can hope for is a shift in the government space because we need different people in the government space if we're going to ever move forward. Whether that happens in 2024 is yet to be seen. Right now, I that's what holds it back. And until we get past it, you're going to still see disruption, which is why it's so easy to predict that bull run's not here yet. 